the most critical bit of information from the Eightfold Path in the West is probably right effort. A lot of the Buddha's teachings have been brought to the West, and especially mindfulness. However, right effort, I feel, has been slightly miscommunicated, and it's a critical element. So I will be talking about right effort in two or three or four videos of exploring all the details. But to begin with, I would just like to summarize and give you the headings and a few indications of why it's important to understand what right effort is. Right effort is the sixth factor of the Eightfold Path. And it is the beginning. It's tied in with a few factors that follow it. It's tied in with right mindfulness and right samadhi or right concentration. These three are really inseparable and they are the, the launching pad for true awakening, true insight and wisdom. If these are not properly assembled and do not have a right relationship with each other, uh, progress is very difficult. So right effort is, uh, has four headings and I will talk about each one. The first one is to prevent unwholesome mental states from arising. The second is to eliminate unwholesome mental states that have arisen and then to maintain wholesome mental states that have arisen. And the fourth is to deepen and strengthen wholesome mental states that have arisen. Now there's two parts to this. Basically the first two are to do with negative unwholesome emotions or mental states. It's very difficult to distinguish between mental states and emotions. They all have emotional elements to them. The last two are about wholesome mental states and how to maintain them, how to bring them into existence, and how to deepen and, and sustain them. Now what's so important about this is that it, the instructions for right effort are not about watching these things or merely watching these things. We're not simply being observers, detached observers of these events. There are duties and tactics associated with each of these four categories. This is a gardening project. I like to think of it that way. It's quite often associated with this word bhavana in Pali, which means making to become or cultivating, more or less gardening. The first two are about weeds, things you do not want in your garden. And the last two are about flowers and vegetables, things you do want in your garden. And this is a nice way to think about it. A gardening project is a most appealing to most people. And this is what we're doing with the mind. 
gardening. I should say also that it's called right effort or beautiful effort or perfect effort. The Pali is sama vayamo. And this means the correct efforts to be put in. It doesn't mean hard work. It doesn't mean any kind of extraordinarily demanding effort uh, because extraordinarily demanding effort, strain, can be counterproductive. But it also doesn't mean uh, just abiding in whatever arises. It simply is not that way. We're not allowing the garden to become a wilderness. The garden is arrives unkempt, actually, not well uh, ordered, and we have to find out how to garden and bring it into order and beauty. So the first two, I will talk about the prevention. It is to prevent the arising of the five hindrances. You can refer to other videos for a complete description of the five hindrances. Those are the negatives. The last two are about the seven factors of enlightenment. The bringing them into existence, the maintaining of them, and the deepening and sustaining of them. This is primarily two things that we will discuss in other videos. Seven factors of enlightenment, five hindrances. These are precious little handfuls of teachings. And this is what right effort is directed to. Prevention is, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So if we can prevent these things from arising, we'll be well off. How do we do that? I will go into greater detail later on, but primarily it's by sense restraint. We try to restrain the consciousness, a conscious awareness of things which both provoke desire in us and provoke aversion in us. And that means to, it's not about the eye or the ear, things come to the eye and the ear, it's about the consciousness which you invest in these objects. The sights, you, you take time to unwisely attend to the fault in certain things and that produces ill will. You take time to unwisely attend to the beautiful in certain things that produces craving and desire. These, that's a hint about how to manage prevention before you get entangled in these things. Stop that. It's, it's counter to ordinary uh, discourse in our society about how to attend to things. Usually the critical mind and uh, uh, strong emotions regarding these things are quite often praised or expected. One is supposed to be passionate about these things. Bad advice. This is not the advice of the Buddha. If you want peace, if you want clarity, if you want enlightenment, you're going to have to go against the crowd. You're going to go the opposite direction. The... Once they have arisen, then it is about removal. And I will be talking about five methods of removing the five hindrances. So it's a, a beautiful 
menu of skillful techniques for undoing the presence of aversion and desire and the other um, aspects of the five hindrances. Now we move to the wholesome and these are the seven factors of awakening. And I will go into detail about them, but very briefly, mindfulness, investigation of Dhamma, energy, joy, tranquility, concentration, and equanimity. These are, in brief, the seven factors. And they are to be brought into existence, and if they are there, to be maintained, deepened, cultivated. One aspires to live in them. One aspires actually to never fall out of them. Now you've heard all about all things are impermanent. All the contents of your mind are impermanent. Just watch it. Watch it go by. All anicca. No, that is not actually how the Buddha framed it. The, it's not that, the, that any particular aspect of 